Hey guys, and welcome to the You Know The Drill podcast, the podcast hosted by me, Barris, and my mate Robbie, two fourth-year dental students producing content for all your dental needs. Whether you're a dental student or applicant, if you want to learn more about the reality of dentistry, this is the podcast for you. If you want to keep up to date with all our episodes, follow our podcast on your platform, and check out our Instagram and TikTok at You Know The Drill podcast. Thank you. So today our topic will be the four-year accelerated BDS course that only a handful of universities in the country offer for graduates that have a previous degree. We'll be discussing the application pathway, the main differences from the normal five-year course, and the entry requirements for the program. Our guest is a good friend and fellow colleague on the accelerated course, Louis Daly. So welcome onto the podcast. We're delighted to have you on today. Good afternoon, Jeff. Pleasure being here today. Hope you both enjoyed your summer and ready to get cracking again in a few days. Yes, yes, we are uh, very excited. Uh, it's going to be a really, really busy year, but you know, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, and a very quick um, summer. It's been a very quick summer. Yeah, I, th- I think that's going to become like reality now. That's it. No more summers. <laughs> oh, well, that's life. Um, so, just to start off, Lewis, uh, we really do want to dive into your story and kind of learn about your process and how things came about and how you know you got into dental school so just to start off um tell us a little bit about yourself if you had to summarize yourself just very quickly that's a very good question um so i am a obviously going into fourth year dental student i'm a graduate as mentioned before Uh, my first degree was at the university of liverpool um and i studied anatomy and human biology i actually took a gap year after school and registered to do biomedical science so when i joined university of liverpool i saw the course program and decided yeah that's that's really not for me unfortunately so changed within the first few weeks to do anatomy and human biology and absolutely loved it so i guess that was a little bit of a risk to start off with um a little bit previous to that I am sort of that typical, didn't quite get the grades to get in the first time, so I had to go the long way around, hence why I did a degree first. Um, but yeah, that was my sort of, my, my history before joining, joining Kings. Great. And um, so when did you actually decide you wanted to, to come in to do dentistry? Sure. So I, as cliche as it sounds, I've always wanted to do medicine. You know, when someone asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? I always wanted, I always said doctor. So I knew my future career would be sort of in the healthcare profession. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I got to sixth form, my grades weren't quite, quite up to scratch. I'm not saying they were terrible, but they weren't quite there. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to decide to do a degree first. And during this time, I did both medical work experience and dentistry work experience. And I have to say, I actually enjoy the dentistry work experience more. Yes. So while I've always, that's, yeah. <laughs> I've always had this sort of medically based healthcare profession orientation. Doing that few weeks of work experience really put the, the nail in the not put the nail in the head for me with regard to doing dentistry. Yeah, that's wow. yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. And um so when you were actually applying um for dentistry, did you have to go through UCAS and do things like write a personal statement, or is the process a bit different? So this is this is the interesting thing. So I was on my anatomy course, really undecided as what to do. So I was thinking of applying for both medicine and dentistry. Now, obviously, through UCAS, which is the process even the graduates have to go through, mm-hmm. you can only get four choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I ultimately, I had to make a decision to to choose dental dental schools. Um, but before that, I'd sat the GAMSAT ready to apply to medical schools. I'd sat the UK CAT because that sort of did sort of floated both boats, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And eventually I decided on dentistry post-work experience. So obviously that's all through the UCAS, which is stressful enough first time. Mm. But going through it again as this graduate entry sort of quite highly competitive course, it was even more stressful. Mm. Um, and obviously I was sat there refreshing my emails at every 24 hours after I'd sent off my application. Um, and as you mentioned, like, as I mentioned, it's quite a competitive course yeah. and for graduates trying to do dentistry, there's actually quite limited choice. Um, when I was applying, there was only four dental schools that, that, that accepted graduates to the four year course. Oh, wow. Um, so that was Aberdeen, Newclan, Kings, and it actually used to be Liverpool, but Liverpool has stopped that just this, this previous year. Oh, really? So now three schools that accept uh, graduates on the dental course for four years, um, which is shocking because especially if you're wow. like, you want to you want to progress in the medical dental profession and you want to cut your course short a little bit because as much as if you're committed you will do the five-year course the four-year course is a perfect option to have that mm. little little i don't know not shortcut but you know little jump start to get to get ahead yeah. of the game mm-hmm. um, yeah. but yeah i was shocked when i did my research and saw that only three four schools did it well, like that's, I'll be honest, that's very shocking to me. Mm. Um, I, I've always known that the application is a mission. And I think myself and Robbie have mentioned it a few times, like doing graduate dentistry, like we know how difficult it is to get in and it's, you have to have a lot of drive and uh, determination to, to go through with yeah. it. But finding out there's only a handful of schools that do it is it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Think it would be uh, like a, a quite a popular, well, it is a very popular program. So you'd expect mm. to do it. I don't know whether it's down to, facilities teaching staff i don't know whether they're underconfident in graduates missing a year i don't know um but from, from my side like i was a little bit scared to apply to just graduates with it being so competitive so i yeah. actually applied to uclan which is a four-year accelerated course mm, yeah. I applied to sheffield and newcastle as an undergraduate so for the five-year program and i sort of saw those as a backup yeah so i didn't quite get the graduate entry it was it was like a solid choice for me to go to Mm-hmm. And then obviously King's um, as the undergrad, sorry, as the postgrad four-year accelerated program. Um, funny story that actually I got out- outright rejected from UCLan before anything. Um, mm-hmm. So I was a little bit annoyed at that. Mm-hmm. So I had King's, which has obviously got this reputation for being a pretty good dental school. I think it was first ranked first in the world when I was applying. So I was, it was sort of the reach for the stars application, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I and then Newcastle and Sheffield were sort of my backups. And then I got rejected outright from Sheffield. So I was Oof. sat there thinking, flipping heck, something, something's gone wrong here. If they don't want me, Kings want me. But on the same day, so Kings sent me an, offer interview, sorry, an interview offer. And yeah. Newcastle sent me an interview offer. I was buzzing. I was, this is, this is my chance. This is perfect. <laughs> like, I had a decent UK CAT score. I had decent grades. I got a 2-1 in my first degree. So I had a, a solid chance and I wanted to prove myself in the interview. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I went to the interview at King's, got offered a place, which absolutely blew my mind. I went to dance around my bedroom for like 20 minutes afterwards, as you can imagine. <laughs> um, and then Newcastle was still pending. So I rejected Newcastle, which felt very nice. Like I felt quite, quite powerful turning them down instead of them turning me down. And yeah. a few weeks later, I was rocking up to King's as a, as a GPEP, as a graduate uh, program entry holder, and starting the course yeah it's uh it's it's amazing because literally a similar thing happened to me i got rejections from everywhere except kings and kings is the best school so you always have that doubt in your mind like 
oh wait, um, if if everywhere else has rejected me, yeah. then probably Kings will reject me too. But you know, it, 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 things work out. They have a funny way of working out. So yeah, um, you're very. And this is, I think, everything you sort of have to put your confidence in things will work out. A lot. Like as much as the process to apply was an absolute slog, <laughs> and I think like I applied. So I sent my application like middle of October. Yeah, I got my interview offer the end of December, literally a few days before Christmas. That was a pretty good Christmas present. Um, <laughs> did my interview in February, and then literally seven days later, wow. I got an email saying I got my offer. And that was that was awesome. So it was spread out over these months and the stress of personal statements and you get cat and it felt like that moment it all paid off. Yeah. So I, I guess that's that's the message is that you've got to have confidence in the process. Yeah. It's um it it's hard, but I think if you gear yourself well and you really do put that effort in, you know, that hard work does hard work, hard work does pay off. And obviously that happened with you, Lewis, and yeah. you know, hopefully Kings has been great. We've enjoyed it, so I'm sure you have too. Um, just with regards to the actual, you know, requirements. How? What do the universities look for? Because it's not just A levels, GCSEs, UCAT. What is? What are the requirements? What do you need to do to stand out? Of course. So, uh, at the end of the day, it's a graduate entry program. So you need to have a degree with a solid two one mark at the yep. end of your degree yeah. in like mm. a, a biology biomedical discipline. Okay. So. The three universities I mentioned, Newclan, Aberdeen, and KCL, need a 2-1 minimum in a biomedical degree and normally at least be in biology and chemistry at A-level. Okay. Now, obviously, King's, if you're applying straight to undergrad, is A-star AA, which is is massive. And for a lot of A-level students, that potentially could be out their reach. So this is a very good way to get into a very good dental school if you're willing to take the long route. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, obviously, as I mentioned, we've got the UK CAP which is a very stressful day. Um, if um, Did you have to sit the UK cat for the undergrad too? Yes. Yes, we yes. both did. Yeah. Yeah, you did. yeah, so that's obviously another another tick box you have to do. And I think the average for my year was 660. Not mm. sure what that's like in relation to the years, but I got 665. So it's only okay. above the average. So it's nothing special, but at the end of the day, still got in, still got an interview yeah. offer. So it, it doesn't all come down to grades. Whilst they've got this minimum requirement, know if you're pretty solid in in your grades and you should be okay yeah that is very good to hear Mm. very very good to hear because um there's so much like there's so many myths out there it's like oh if you're applying for graduate you need to have above like if you don't have like 700 you're not getting in (laughs) it's like well that's just people are just making numbers up and putting stress out there and it's not needed so it's it's unnecessary stress like when i was finishing my degree i I went to liverpool because they were doing the graduate entry program at the time yeah. I went to, like, I was a little bit confident and went to, like, the, the head honcho, the dean of admissions for dentistry. And I said, look, I'm here at the university studying my degree. I've got a solid 2-1. And mm. the first thing they said to me was, what did you get at A-level chemistry? And I was like, that, that's completely random. I've done three years of a degree. But I, I actually got a C. And I told her yeah. this. And she said, well, there's no point you applying. We're just going to put you in the reject pile. I was like, wow. well, okay, take it. At the end of the day, I didn't apply to Liverpool, but with a C in chemistry, I still got into the best dental school in the world. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned that um, it's quite competitive. Were you ever told roughly how many applicants applied at any of the um, universities you uh, oh, went to? So this is the best thing. I only found out for Kings because obviously that's the one I got um, yeah. offers from. So in my year, 
255 people applied. Wow. Now, do you know how many, pe- how many places there is for graduates? I don't know, 20 or something? I know it's very low. 21 places. Yeah. Oh, I was close. <laughs> wow. One out of wow. and I think it works out 9% of applicants got a place. Oof. So it is extremely competitive. So whilst I'm saying like grades aren't everything at the end of the day, it is a good idea to have a solid UK CAT score, decent A-level grades, and obviously a minimum of a 2-1 at your, at your university previous. Um, but like, I'm quite a confident person. I like to think that if I got the face-to-face interview, I could sort of show more of myself because yeah. the application process, they see this piece of paper with stats and statistics. They don't see the person. Yeah. And yeah. I think yeah. King's yeah. Yeah. is very good. King's is a very good university at giving, uh, how to put this in the right way, we're, we're not looking too much into the numbers and giving people a chance to um, show themselves off as a person. Yes. So, you know, they offered 100%. a lot of offers. So I think 250 people applied. There was about 100 interviews, so <laughs> we're just under 50%. And then a fifth of that got, got offers at the end of the day. Oh, wow. Stressful. That's crazy. That is, that is, like, just looking at raw numbers, if I was applying, yeah, um, that would just <laughs> that would put me off, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. I'd be like, oh, my God. But I, I, I kind of relate to what you say there, Lewis, with regards to once I got to the interview stage, like with my experience as well, I was kind of like, okay, cool. Like I'm a bit more comfortable now because now that like you can show your personality and as you said, could not agree more. Kings does allow you to really bring that personality out. They like to see you as a person yeah. um, alongside obviously having that strong foundation to get through the door. But, but once you're in, they want to see, you know, who you're, what you're made of basically. Yeah. Um, I, realize, I think that's a really good way. Cause obviously as mm. professionals and dental professionals, we're patient-facing for the rest of our lives. Now, <laughs> yes. you can have the best A-level grades, you can have the best degree grades, but if you can't hold a conversation and make a patient feel comfortable, then what use are you to the profession? You know what I mean? Yes. I think King's is very good at giving you a chance of being able to show yourself. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And um, when you had your interview, um, was it your typical MMI, which most universities do, or was it panel? So it was MMI, which okay. I was really, really nervous for. Mm. Uh, there were seven stations. I think you got six, seven minutes each station with a minute in between. Yeah. Same as undergrad. This is literally same. same as undergrad then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And the different yeah. stations, there's, there's, there's the traditional, why do you want to be a dentist? Tell me about yourself. And then there's a few more niche ones where they give you a little bit of a scenario and it's about sort of safety at work and things like that and whistleblowing and how you'd react. Yeah, so yeah. again, they want to see you as a person, but they'd also see that you, you have this sort of professional or, or, or prepared to be a professional mindset as you go into the degree. And I think it gives you a chance to show yourself to different people because different as a panel, you feel like you get this one chance. There's the few people sat in front of you and it's very, very stressful. Whereas over the MMI, over the seven stations, you've got, different scenarios and different teachers, different tutors, different admission staff may take different impressions from you. And I think that's that's a really good way to do it. Yeah. And um, I always say this, with an MMI, with, with seven stations, you've got seven chances to prove yourself because yeah. you've got every single person there. Like you're making a first impression every time. With a panel interview, you might start off, say something completely wrong, and those four people are just staring at you the whole time. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen now. Um, yeah, I, I like MMIs, I think. Like, 
on reflecting back, I think my favorite. I think again, <laughs> me and Robbie mentioned this before. My favorite interview was was Kings by far mm. compared to all my uh, other applications. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd have to agree with that. <laughs> well, speaking from experience, Kings was my only interview, so I guess <laughs> it was a decent interview. The best, um, the best, yeah, exactly. But from from other like as you said, Faris, Robbie, like you're my mates graduate entry they said kings was uh, comfortable i guess is the way to put it um they, they sort of make you feel a little bit more at ease you get a chance to show yourself whereas other universities i know liverpool was a very very stressful sort of mmi type situation so you know kings kings are sort of looking after you in that aspect yeah yeah very yeah i'd agree with you with the point that you know you feel a bit more comfortable at, at the kings and mm. compared to the others but uh, yeah, so um, okay, so now a bit about so we've done the application process and whatnot. So now a bit about settling in, um, mm-hmm. because obviously being on the four year accelerated course, aka GPEP course, um, that means you joined the second years that were on the conventional five year course. So your first year is our second year, and then you just continue along till the end. Um, so a few questions about that. What sure. what are the main differences between the accelerated four year course and the conventional five year course? Yeah, so I actually thought a lot about this. Obviously, I've just finished what is third year of the undergraduate program, so I'm two years into the graduate entry course. Yeah. Now, the main difference is that obviously we join year two of the undergraduate program. We come in, I think it's three weeks early or three weeks before the start of the semester, yeah. and we have yeah. this intensive course of trying to cover everything or the vital parts of first year. Now, the three weeks was probably the most intense, stressful university time I've had in my whole career. Really? It was nine to five. It was every day. And obviously, they're trying to throw as much information at you that you're going to need to know for the upcoming year. Yeah. Like there's only so much you can take in in that certain amount of time. A hundred percent. It came to the end of I think it was like the the middle of the third week. We were nearly there, but I was like flipping heck. If the dentistry degree is always like this, it's going to be so tough. Yeah. Um, but we we started, and obviously the first week we get integrated in with all the second year undergraduates, and from there it was, it was a, well I wouldn't say a breeze, but it was like so much easier compared. And having had the few yeah. weeks to get in the zone to switch on to to get ahead of the game was really, really helpful. And once I settled into that second year, after a few weeks, we were very much integrated with the undergraduates. Mm. I'm talking about you like you're some sort of different species, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we didn't know you and you all had your little uh, cliques and you you were very welcoming. You're all like very social yeah. and nice people and made us feel very welcome. And I think the only difference in the first semester was we had a few extra... Um, anatomy sessions yeah so that both lectures and dissection sort of okay tutorials and that was mainly it so they tried to condense first year into three weeks which was heavy but absolutely doable you know what i mean yeah. a lot of it was biomed bioscience mm-hmm. yeah. um, which obviously with the graduates previous history shouldn't be too difficult yeah yeah um, so we made it work, and obviously after that, it's pretty much a level playing field because you didn't cover much practical stuff in year one. Yeah. A lot of the practical stuff came in year two, and that's when mm-hmm. we joined. So we weren't yeah. too far behind. Yeah, um, I think that three week period <laughs> sounded sounds like it would be a bit of a challenge because um, you said like condensing a whole year into three weeks is a bit 
it's a bit crazy, but you know, that's what you got to do if you want to do dentistry, lads. Yeah, and it's, it's lecture after lecture. But at the end of the day, I'd rather do that three weeks intense than like a whole year on top. If yeah. You know, without without saying it's a bad thing to do the extra year, the fact that mm. on the graduate entry course you want it to be condensed and intense, and you want to yeah. get it done. Yeah. Yes. You don't mind doing that extra three weeks. Yeah. That's kind true. of sounds like a, a baptism of fire, and then uh, eventually, <laughs> it, was. Yeah. it definitely was, especially with a few certain lecturers. I, I won't mention any names, but <laughs> they have this presence when they walk in the room, and they make themselves very known. Yeah. So we're there, sort of very fresh to kings, and we're like, "Oh my days, is this who's going to be teaching us for the rest of our of, of our <laughs> four years?" And it turned out okay, so nothing bad to say at all. Yeah, yeah. And um, next question, so. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you had that three-week course where you had to catch up, but didn't you also have some additional tests, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, so I think uh, off the top of my head, it was the anatomy for sure. Um, and I, I don't think there was much else. If there was, it was like a little hurdle, I'd call it. Like it didn't count towards anything. They just wanted to make sure we're sort of up to date. Yeah. Uh, the main bulk of the catch-up was, was anatomy. Um, obviously that's really quite important and we had like a lot of the anatomy was thorax as well and then we moved on to head and neck yeah um, yeah so obviously with my degree being my first degree being anatomy that that sort of base <laughs> very helpful for me to come yeah. in for that intense few weeks you must have loved that i love that me and camilla a friend of mine did we both did our first degree together we were there like happy days everyone else was like oh my god there's so much but this is like we had a really strong basis um so i guess we were lucky in that aspect yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than that, mate, I don't think there was there was much else. Obviously, I said it was intense. We felt like we had to keep up, and we were like a little bit behind. But by the end of sort of first semester, certainly by the end of second semester, we were well in the flow and not feeling behind at all. Yeah, well in the flow of things, and yeah, yeah. I can imagine it must have been nice that everything had calmed down, and you were just like pretty much fully integrated after. Sure. As I said, like the three weeks, if it carried on like that, I. I think all of us would have just burned out because a lot of us like were used to undergraduate degrees and this was a totally different ball game. Yeah. But once we we got in the swing of things, we were absolutely fine. All good. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I never knew that um, there was that three week course. I literally read up about it two days ago um, when I was looking <laughs> at courses that offer four, four year dentistry. And I came across yeah. that. I was like, I had no idea you guys had to go through that. I knew you were in early, but I thought it was just like a week or, or a day earlier than us. Yeah. No, it's quite a lot. Because I guess they sort of have to, they can't throw us in the deep end and say, hello, here's second year dentistry, off you go. Like they have to sort of <laughs> give us the basis sure. and the background and, you know, they can't throw us in the deep end like that. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, so now a bit of... Um, if you could impart some wisdom to our listeners. Um, so what advice would you give to those graduates thinking of applying for the four-year dental course? This is, this is a really good question. I've thought about this. I think the main piece of advice is have confidence in yourself and just go for it. Like, as I said, my four UCAS applications, King's was like my reach for the stars. Like, this would be awesome. And yeah. without, without putting it down at all UCLan was like my backup and I, and that's the first university I got rejected from so I kept my head up I kept grinding I kept grafting and, had, and, and trusted the process and something obviously worked in my favor like I got the interview offer and I really really put a lot of work into that because I knew this was my chance to show that I am a decent student I deserve a place on this course 
So whilst it's a massive slog and it's stressful whilst you're finishing up your degree, yeah. a lot of other things on your plate, at the end of the day, it's so worth it because you finish that dentistry degree a year earlier. And whilst it's not the end of the world to do a five-year course after an undergraduate degree, it's, it's, it's really worth the graft to try and get on that graduate course. But again, don't put too much pressure on yourself. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. You know, you just got to have confidence in yourself and go for it. That's the advice I, I would give. Some great advice, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, what, what can I add? Like, that's basically it. Um, I have one just question from myself for you. Sure. Would you say that you're enjoying the dental course? Like, do you enjoy it? Have you had fun so far? Uh, absolutely. So obviously COVID has a massive impact on our practical aspect yeah. and our patient-facing sort of studies. Yeah. So yeah. after the second year or the end of second year, we were meant to start seeing patients. We didn't start seeing patients till nearly a year later. Yeah. And as I said, I've always wanted to be in that sort of healthcare profession because it's people-facing and I'm dealing with people on like every day. Yeah. That's really what I wanted to do. So the fact we started seeing patients, that was like a big, like like a buzz for me. Like I'm loving the course. Now we've got that that patient-facing aspect. Not going to lie, during COVID when it was like all online and there's lectures and I was stuck in my room, it was a little bit laborious, but that's not going to be the same for everybody. Mm. Like the patient-facing stuff is fantastic and the tutors really do look after you and the the excitement you get when you see and treat your first patient is like second to none. Like, hundred percent. When you go to the dentist, you're like, "Oh, these are these very clever, tactile, like amazing people." And now I've just done a filling for myself. It's like, "Whoa, this I'm becoming yeah. one of those people." It's it's awesome. Yeah, it is. And the reason why I asked that as well is because, as you said, like you start from second year, so your experience was cut off so quickly because of COVID. And it's yeah. so nice to hear that even past that, you still really enjoyed it and had such a great time. Yeah, well, obviously, obviously, there's had to be like adaptations and things have changed, yeah. but we're getting back in the flow of things. We've got a lot to look forward to. A lot of fourth year is clinical stuff, so it's very hands on, and that's that's what I'm really excited about. Yeah, and I would say that I I, I personally believe that um, a big reason as to why you've enjoyed your dental school experiences. Partially because I was in the same group as you last year, but... Uh, okay, see, now this is where Robbie <laughs> just starts talking the most. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, like, personally, knowing you, um, I would say one of your strong qualities is literally talking to people and, you know, being with patients, so it's good. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. You're saying I'm, I'm rubbish at the, the academic <laughs> stuff. <laughs> no, you're great at that as well, Lewis. Um, <laughs> No, it's been it's been a really good year. Obviously, we've been in like our little COVID safe bubbles of groups of eight or whatever it is. And yeah, our group's been really awesome. We've looked after each other through some really tough times, and we've had to adapt. And we, we've we've got we've got through it, and we've got on with it. So I think we should be super proud of everyone. Should be super proud of the work they put in over the past year, and and looking forward to progress going forward. Yeah, hundred percent. So um, an ultimate question, Lewis. Um, so our listeners um, right now, they may not know that you are actually part of the water polo team for Team GB, which is a very impressive achievement. Mm. So my question to you is, how do you find, um, you know, juggling your training with studies, being on, you know, accelerated course yeah. as well? How, how do you manage sure. your time and how do you find that experience? Um, that's a good question. So obviously... The training schedule to compete 
uh, sort of international sport is very heavy. And I'm not going to lie at times, dentistry is a full-time degree and we're in a lot of the time. Or if we're not in, we're online. We've got lectures, tutorials, anything like that. It's been a very heavy year, but the main key is like just prioritizing the right things. So if I've got exams coming up, then training will have to take a step back. If we've got a relatively level flow of, of, of university, then I can step my training up. And it's just working around and, and, and enjoying both of them at the same time. Yeah. Like I love my sport. If if you like if you've spoken to me about sport, I could go on for hours about my sport. But like dentistry as well is like my career at the end of the day. So I've got to get this healthy balance. And the fact I enjoy both, it feels like neither is a chore, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So when yeah. I'm doing one, my head is totally in one. And when I'm doing the other, my head is totally in the other. Um, and at the end of the day, I'm hoping that will pay off. And, you know, the Commonwealth Games are next year hosted in Birmingham. It'd be fantastic to be representing England at the Commonwealth Games. So fingers crossed it all goes well. Good luck. Yeah, we wish you the best. Honestly, it's an amazing achievement and we do really Thank wish you. you the best with it. Thank you very much. But yeah, it is heavy. But at the end of the day, if you want to do it and you're and you're committed and driven, then you'll find a way to get it done. Yeah, it can be done. It, there you go. You've heard it. You've heard it, lads and lads. It's... Um, if you want to do it, you can. And uh, it's again, I really like hearing this because it shows, like Lewis has just shown, like you can do things alongside dentistry. Mm. So many people get put off. They're like, "Oh, it's really full on. I can't do anything else." Well, you know, time and time again, I think on this podcast we've proved that you really can do other things. Yeah. You just have to have good time management and you know, really enjoy what you do. Mm-hmm. So it's great to hear it. Great. So one question that we love to ask every guest, Lewis, is. What is one tip you would give an aspiring dental applicant at the moment? For like an under, undergrad. <laughs> for everybody, for every dental applicant, I'd, all I have to say is like, as stressful as it is, you've just got to be yourself. At the end of the day, you're working hard, you've got the work experience, you've got a decent UK CAT score. And when you're successful in getting an interview, you've got to show them your personality. You know, you've got to have this confidence in yourself, you've got to trust the process and keep working hard. That's all I can say. And one one last point is you've got to enjoy it. Like if you're unsure about dentistry, then I really don't think you should go for it. You know what I mean? Like you've done the work experience and you don't see yourself doing that, then it's first it's a waste of time because you're wasting your well hard work and you're wasting applications to university when you could be applying for yeah. something else. So be confident in your choice to do dentistry and really pursue it like like full on. Don't do it half heartedly. Just go for it. Absolutely. I always say. I think this is going to become a meme on the podcast now, but when you apply for dentistry, it's not a five-year course, it's a 40-year career. Like You're sticking to that for such a long time. So oh, I love that. I really enjoy I like that. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> there we go. Um, so yeah, but thank you so much, Lewis. Yeah. yeah it's, been, it's been an absolute pleasure. I hope, I hope you've learned something about the graduate course. I hope people <laughs> who want to listen have learned something about the graduate course. And yes, it is competitive. Yes, it's hard work, but it's a super cool course and you know i've really enjoyed my time and it will be it'll be worth all the hard work in the end yeah yeah and honestly like faris said thank you from me as well for coming on we've really enjoyed having you on today and i'm sure our listeners have learned something i know faris and i definitely have you're very welcome lads it's been an absolute pleasure thank you great so uh thank you for listening to the you know the drill podcast if you want to check out lewis's instagram you can find him at Lewis underscore Dali 96. And to find out more about dentistry, the application process, and stay up to date with the podcast, make sure you follow at You Know The Drill Podcast on Instagram and at Ferriston on YouTube for all your dental needs. Thanks for listening. Peace out.